Thanks for downloading the Beyond the Money podcast. If you hear anything on today's show that you need clarity on or to make that first consultation, give the team a call, 727-334-0024 or always online at mycampbellandco.com. As always, thanks for listening. Now, let's get to the show. The Fed, they're posed to raise interest rates again, and probably not for the last time. Analyst Eddie Gabor tells Fox Business that he's not concerned about the Fed anymore. Look, too much attention's on the Fed. They've already done enough damage that what we are seeing is going to happen no matter what they do. The Fed will only cut rates when things get really, really bad. So if your thesis is the Fed is going to pivot, then you actually agree with us that things are going to get much, much worse from an economic and stock price standpoint. I don't see the Fed cutting rates this year. Okay. Okay, so 2023, maybe it won't be down 20%, but what if it's flat? Can we afford a couple of more years of no growth? Well, that's where you know the prior planning is really going to pay because any time that you're doing financial planning and reality, you know that there's going to be some down years. There's going to be some of those difficult periods. Sometimes they last two or three years. Sometimes they're going to last, you know, 10 and 15 years. You know, what is it going to be like this time? No one has a crystal ball, but we have some really major Things that have never happened before in our lifetime that has happened in these past three years. A lot of government spending, the government national debt is just, I don't know if you've ever seen that clock online, but it just keeps counting and counting. It's really, really fast when it when it's changing every microsecond. So, you know, we definitely going to have a little bit of difficulty ahead of us. I think um, I do think that they're going to raise the interest rates again to try to keep inflation, bringing that down a little bit to that two to four percent average. And, um, you know, who knows what else is going to happen, Monica? What are some of your thoughts on that? You know, Jackie, I think that people kind of know the good times that we had over the 12 years, you know, before COVID hit with the market. They're being a little more cautious now. So I don't know about you, but I'm getting a lot more questions about that protected growth annuities, people that kind of didn't understand them or didn't want to hear about them are now asking, well, let me know. I'm hearing that there's some great rates available and there's that protection. You know, it's one thing to have no growth, but there's one thing to lose and you don't want to lose your money. What did Warren Buffett say? Rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two two, don't forget rule number one. (laughs) So you may not be hitting those home runs in the next few years, but especially if you're near retirement or in retirement, how do you protect what you saved for? So I'm finding people that are just getting a little more conservative now. I think I would agree with you there. And even the, the clients that have, you know, kind of a, one of those allocations or some of their money or retirement funds allocated in some of those strategies that have that safety of principle, yet you have the mm-hmm. potential for an opportunity for growth. They're like, oh, I, I like this account better because it didn't go down. You know, we didn't right. have a negative in that account. We didn't lose money. And you're right. It comes down to the bottom line. So, you know, having those um, hybrid strategies that are going to give you that safety of principle, that zero floor, we always call it, and the ability to continue to grow. And because the reason they have the ability to continue to grow is because every anniversary period, they're going to recalibrate. So if the index is down that this strategy is tracking by 300 points, guess what? You get to start at that lower 300 point lower strategy for the next year, that tracking. So you have the better opportunity that next period to make money. So definitely it's going to depend on your personal situation. Obviously the more zeros you have, the more strategizing you have to do, the more important it's going to be not to overpay in taxes and not to lose a large percentage of your portfolio. Uh, Because, you know, losing 5,000 may not be a big deal to a lot of people, but lose 50,000, losing a half million, losing five 
million, those are way different conversations. Absolutely. And they absolutely have happened this past year. It was a very difficult period last year. Uh, and we don't know what this year is going to be, uh, but get yourself in that position so that you can have the right allocation using the right tools, having some set aside for safety so that you have, you know, you know you're going to get a lower rate of return, but at least your principal is always going to be guaranteed and it's always going to be protected. You're going to get the interest rates. You're going to have some money that's going to be in that middle of the field, so to speak, and you're going to have uh, opportunity and guarantee. You're going to have that hybrid strategy, and then you're going to have some of your assets that are going to be for longer term or in that longer term bucket, and those are going to be, you know, have that potential of growth. So it all is about planning, having the right allocation, and not taking too much risk. And one Mm -hmm. more thing, actually two more things, not paying too much in fees and not paying too much in taxes. So if you're kind of one another opinion, kind of don't know what your allocation is, how much risk you're taking, how fast you're going as far as your risk number, give us a call. We'd love the opportunity to talk with you and see how we can help and give you an analysis. Complimentary. 727-334-0024. 727-334-0024. You know, Jackie, those are some great points. And now that tax season is officially in kicking up, we're having a lot more conversations where people that are bringing their finances to the forefront something about sitting down and getting those documents together. And I was having a conversation the other day where, you know, there it's an, we're heading into uncertain times. And they said, you know, I've had a plan um, and they just moved down to the state. I think I'm allocated. I think this, I'm not sure. There's a little bit of no longer being confident in the plan. And I said, well, you know, we do do second opinions, you know, bring it in, let us sit down with you and make sure with where your goals are at, are you still in line? Because a lot's changed over the past couple of years. And, you know, yes, we do all of that. And uh, we're going to make sure that you're not paying too much taxes in retirement on top of that. So they love that we are that one-stop shop that we can help them with their wealth management advice, give them financial advice, and make sure they're not paying too much in taxes. But yep, second opinions, we can absolutely do that. 727-334-0024. Monica, I love that you said that because maybe if you have one of those big box advisors, there may be some opportunities that they may have overlooked in your retirement plan. Let's sit down with Jackie Campbell, Monica Haberlin, and the team at Campbell and Company, and let's see what opportunities we can build on. 727-334-0024. And if you've saved 500000 for your retirement, spread across a savings account, a pension, a 401k, an IRA, that initial consultation, no cost, no obligation to you. And I know one of the conversations that you'll have with a lot of your clients is about Social Security, because by the year 2030, all baby boomers will be 65 or older. And when they leave the workforce, the job market will experience a void because fewer Gen Xers will be replacing them. So that means more opportunities for boomers who, for whatever reason, want to go back to work. But how would jumping back into work impact somebody who's taking their social security? Well, it depends on how old you are, right? Mm -hmm. It depends on what stage you are in life and whose social security benefits that you're collecting. After retirement, there's so many different things to consider. Uh, age 62 is the earliest that you can start collecting your own benefits at a reduced rate. You're going to get about 80% of those full retirement age benefits. Pretty much everybody now that hasn't started collecting yet is going to be at a full retirement age of around 66 and some months to 67 years of age. So depending on how old you are, depending on what benefits you're actually collecting, there is an income limit. So if you started, let's say you decided to retire a few years ago. Uh, Monica, we see couples all the time. One will retire and there's a little bit of an age difference there and Mm -hmm. then the the young 
younger spouse or, or the wife or, you know, whoever could be the husband. They're like, no, no, when you're retiring, I'm going home too. <laughs> and it's, you know, sometimes somebody has to go back to work. So <laughs> how does that work when you started collecting Social Security a little bit earlier? You can only have income, earned income of about 20000 Now we're asked the question often, what is earned income? Is my rental income earned income? Is my interest? Is my pension? Is my IRA distributions counted? Is that earned income? It is not. Earned income is wages. It's a W-2. That is what earned income is. Or if you have a business and you're self-employed, it's going to be the profit of that business. That is your self-employment income, your earned income, and that's the limitation. And it's around $20,000. If you make more than that, the $19,560, then you're going to be paying back $1 for every $2 that you're over. So you'll get a reduced benefit and or have to pay it back. So lots of different calculations to include there. We won't get into that. But bottom line is when is the best time for you to claim Social Security? If you're claiming as a widow, a lot of people don't know this, but you can start claiming Social Security benefits as a surviving spouse at age 60. If you have minor Mm -hmm. children, there's other survivor benefits. So, so many different things to factor in and to consider, Monica. Yeah. You know, Jackie, when I read this article, you know, I had this other fear, this other thought. (laughs) And for people that may have another 20, 25 years to work like myself, I'm thinking, my goodness, the baby boomers are going to be retiring. And they said it's going to leave a void in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to have more people collecting Social Security, less people most likely contributing to that. So all of that thing we hear about Social Security in the future, you know, it gets me wondering, like, what will be available? And it just reminds me that, you know, you can't just depend on that for retirement. You know, Social Security is not alone going to be your retirement. And that's why the whole multiple streams of income setting yourself up, because ultimately you're responsible for your own retirement. So it's just like jogging my brain a little bit for different planning avenues, because you cannot depend on that if, if this is already what's, you know, seven years is when baby boomers are going to reach 65. That's in 2030. I think the average number for savings is around 50,000 for the population. And, you know, that and Social Security, I mean, that may be all that you really have. So Mm -hmm. definitely you're right. Something to plan for 2035 is kind of when the Social Security funds are expected to start having some difficulty, whether they're going to pay out 80 percent benefits going forward or whatever. But there needs to be changes. 2030 is when all baby boomers are going to be 65 or older. That's only seven years away. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So, you know, in 2035 it is not very far off either. So definitely need to be making some changes. I know they raise the threshold for those that are working. Uh, Every year, there's a little bit of cost of living where you're paying in a little bit at a higher wage earners, I guess, is is Mm -hmm. paying a little bit more towards the Social Security fund. But employers are not paying anymore. And the average employee is not paying anymore. So definitely, I think that that needs to be the obvious adjustment. Someone has to continue working to fund that Social Security fund, but uh, they also need to pay in a little bit more. And if you're at that point where you're trying to figure out when is the best time, the opportune time for me to start collecting my Social Security benefits, there's so many different things to consider. Taxation, the limitation on your income, um, what tax bracket you're in, what that means if you have longevity in your life. We don't know that one key thing, and that is our life expectancy, and that is a key component in figuring out the maximum benefits that you could get over your lifetime. And also another thing that we see quite often, 
a couple. If there is a spouse in the picture, make sure that you're planning for two lives, not just yes. one. It's always something to plan about. Financial planning is a living, breathing thing. It is like we're going on vacation every year. You want to take the time. <laughs> and if you don't have a financial plan, if you don't have a tax plan, if you don't have a social security or an income plan and have all those things figured out and you're not confident, or maybe your spouse thinks they have it figured out and you're not confident in their confidence, uh, <laughs> give us a call. 727-334-0024. 727-334-0024 or online at mycampbellandco.com and we'll help you walk through all of these different things that can impact not just now, but your entire retirement. And regardless, if you're in Spring Hill, Odessa, the villages, there's an office of Campbell and Company near you. Plus Zoom, phone consultations available to meet your schedule and your needs. 727-334-0024, mycampbellandco.com. Jackie, we're just talking about couples and their tax strategy. Entertainer, singer, actor, share. 76 years old. It came out this week. She's engaged to get married. A music producer, Alexander Edwards, he's 36 years old. Well, now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Just a little bit. <laughs> for when they do get married, and let's say they do have a plan together, they don't do the whole prenup thing, how difficult is it to put together a strategy when there's such a difference in their life situations? Well, if you've got money, it's really not complicated at all. It's when <laughs> there are limited you know, dollars that you're trying to get over two lifetimes. That's when it can be really challenging um, because you're trying to make decisions that are really on two ends of the spectrum. So, uh, but with them, I'm, I'm sure it's just a matter of, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be and trying to make the very best for it and trying to optimize you know, their taxation every year and estate tax planning. That's what's really big for someone who has more than $12 million. And uh, shares, she's so classic. I mean, I, you know, I don't know a lot of stars. I'm, Monica, you're really good at remembering who, you know, actors and actresses and who wrote what song and the name of the song. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, it has to be like Elvis and Cher for me to know <laughs> them. And um, I just got a baby boomer playlist. And I have to tell you, I really like every song on there. Um, you know, Boston and Sonny and Cher were on there. I just mm -hmm. listened to that song earlier this morning. Um, you know, I've got you, babe. And that's really what it is. It doesn't matter how many years difference that you have in your relationship. It's really just about planning for two. And, you know, I've got you, babe. I think the number of years in between is not as relevant as one is just most likely thinking ahead that they're going to outlive their spouse if there's health concerns. So it's just making sure that things are taken care of when that happens. And um, it's just they don't want to put their family in a dire emergency. And, you know, just changing it a little bit, it's not just with age and retirement, but I see this um, with business owners that are so busy working in their business that they're failing to do some basic steps like disability insurance, life insurance, especially if they're the sole providers. Again, prior planning pays. You don't want to wait till an emergency happens. Life's curveballs come your way and you're not prepared for it. That's right. And, you know, when you're getting older, you have like his, hers and ours um, with children and grandchildren and things like that. Legacy planning, legacy planning, legacy planning. That's where it becomes really, really important. Beneficiary reviews. Mm -hmm. We do that in our first quarter, Monica, of all yeah. of our clients. Tax time is a perfect time to look at your beneficiaries because you've gotten all the documents from all your different assets. And it's kind of putting that in front of you to remind you, hey, I need to double check my beneficiary. I have seen many, many really sad stories where beneficiaries have not been updated for 
you know, their full family or their full consideration and they, the estate documents drafted by an attorney don't match what the actual investments are showing as the beneficiaries. I will tell you that just about every time I meet with a client to do a review, whether it's quarterly or half of the year or annually, I am doing a beneficiary review. I want to tell them who their primary beneficiaries are on every single account and who their contingent beneficiaries are on every single account. Some clients change them multiple times a year because it all depends on who they're frustrated <laughs> with and uh, who actually calls them, you know, for their birthday and things. But no, seriously, it's just about when you have a blended family, it's mm -hmm. more complicated. Be really intentional. You take weeks and weeks and days and hours. We took over 32 hours planning for our Scotland and Ireland trip. And that was with help from several professionals. So, you know, take that 20, 30 hours of your year, of your decade planning and preparing for retirement or the rest of your retirement. It's so important. The one big takeaway I had from all that is the fact that Jack and Kibble can go from Sunny and Cher to Boston in two clicks. So <laughs> your musical love, 727-334-0024. Talking about the inheritance, your social security, your tax strategy. These are part of the conversations you're going to have when you take advantage of the complimentary portfolio comparison from the team at Campbell and Company. So if you've saved that 500000 in assets, let's customize a plan. Or as Monica mentioned a little bit earlier, maybe you need a second opinion. 727-334-0024. Always online at mykibbleandco.com. Now, the Beyond the Money tip of the day. I actually have a couple of great tips today. And the first one is, you know, I mentioned earlier that tax season is in full swing. Those IRS IP pin letters have been distributed. Those are the letters that assign you a unique six digit number if either you applied for it or you were a victim of identity theft in the past. So don't get rid of those letters. You certainly need those uh, six digits before electronically filing your return. My next tip came from a request from a grandparent who is so frustrated that they don't know what to get their grandchild anymore who is young but started working. And I said, why don't you encourage them to open up a Roth IRA for a child? And the child has to have some earnings, but earnings doesn't necessarily just mean a W-2. They could be babysitting, they could be walking dogs, mowing lawns, but what a gift to start contributing to a Roth IRA at such a young age that could potentially put them in a great, great tax-free bucket situation upon retirement. Jackie Campbell is an investment advisor representative with MarketGuard, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situations. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. 